Your passion is your ministry. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under construction together. Welcome to Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. Now, y'all already know Women's History Month is winding down, but before it closes out, we've got two more amazing episodes that are all about who, what, <laughs> the women. Yes! I don't know if y'all can tell, but I have never been more proud to represent the X Squared Party. And for those who have no idea what party I'm referring to, I'm talking about that double-double X chromosome, yup, that makes up that phenomenal woman as the late, great Maya Angelou calls her. Because if I do say so myself, we are phenomenal, right? I say it's in the curl of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Yes, indeed, I know she is. Uh, Yes, she, me, her, yes. Now, if you haven't heard the poem Phenomenal Woman in its entirety by Maya Angelou, listen, it will bless your life, okay? It's everything. Now, speaking of blessings, let's dive right into our weekly affirmation. Y'all ready? Because I swear I'm in need of a good word, all right? Here we go. I matter. I am allowed to say no to others and yes to myself. I'll tear the sheetrock off this place. I got to say that one more again because that is on period and Mary and her little lamb. Okay, let me say that one more again. I matter. I am allowed to say no to others and yes to myself. Listen, if y'all ain't get that. Let me tell y'all, so many times we put our emotions, desires, and wants on the back burner because we are trying to please somebody else. But the truth of the matter is, you have one life, one time at this, okay? This is not dress rehearsal. It is time to start choosing you if you haven't been. And that's on for real, okay? Now, I remember I once heard somebody say that when you say yes to one thing, you're automatically saying no to something else. So what have you been saying no to? All right, well, why you ponder on that thing? Let's go on ahead and recite our affirmation together. Yes, we're going to say this three times because it's a word from the Holy Ghost. I matter. I'm allowed to say no to others and yes to myself. <sighs> now, I don't know if that bless y'all, but hunty, it's the yes to myself for me. Okay. All right. So today on Tamar Takes, we're talking about wigs, y'all. All right, y'all don't get sensitive. We got to talk about the hard stuff. All right. Now, I feel like over the past few years, wigs have definitely become a go to accessory. And I mean, back in the day, if you rock the wig, you ain't want anybody to know. So some folks will rock the same wigs every single day. (laughs) Yeah, I used to do that. (laughs) Fooling myself. Well, today we might go from a long curly wig during the day and be quick to swap that thing into a straight bob just in time for dinner. Now, while I do think wigs are amazing, there are a few rules of thumb I think we need to discuss. I want to say this. Number one, you should not be caring for your own wigs. Drop your wig off or your wigs off to your hairstylist. They will properly 
wash and condition. I'm sorry, not wash. You wash clothes. That's what my mother say. Shampoo and condition <laughs> your wigs so you won't jack up your lace. You know what I'm saying? And you have a snag a wig. You know how you got snag a hair, snag a hair, some of that. That that ain't it. That ain't it. I don't know how to do my own wigs. You know what I'm saying? And this is just my opinion. I believe your wigs last longer that way. All right. You already made the investment. You might as well keep it up. Okay. You ready? Storing your wigs. Now I am a recovering addict from this so I can speak about this. Okay. Ziploc bags is not a place for your wigs. All right. I said it. (laughs) It's just. It's not because the plastic makes it sweat and your wig will smell like an autopsy. Okay? Don't do that. Don't do that. They have special bags like on Amazon. Some of your wig makers sell those special bags. Invest in those so you can keep your wigs fresh, guys. You don't want to be walking around smelling like you got gas because your wig is rotten. That ain't it. Okay? We better than that. And last but not least, when to let go. If your lace it's four inches and the, your hair starts to your ear. It's time to let that go. <laughs> okay. If your wig develops alopecia, because you've been pulling and tugging and combing and snagging and snapping, let that thing go. Okay. And I'm going to leave you here with this last one. If that thing is matted, it's not enough to tangular. In the United States and United Kingdom, Africa, China, to get that tangle out. Let it go and leave the bird nests to the birds. Okay? (laughs) Now, y'all know these are just my thoughts and it's all in fun. But however, this topic specifically... I ain't trying to tell y'all what I've heard. I'm trying to tell y'all what I know, okay? And this is all based on personal, true experience. Okay, pumpkin? So don't be mad at me. So as always, hold on to what's applicable for you and dump the rest because this is just Tamar's takes on wigs. All right, I'm finna keep it a thou thou. Baby, it is all me. All right, everybody, it's time to tap into that Keep It A Thou Thou inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl. Let's see what we got today. All right, question number one. Hey, Tay. So I feel like most of your other Tay Martian fans, like, we going through that Tamar new music withdrawal. So like a true fiend, when can we expect our next hit? Now, y'all not going to do me um, like y'all do Rihanna. Get off me. <laughs> it's coming. Okay, everybody know it's COVID. Because then it'd be like, oh my God, girl, all this bombing. Like, when you going to sing live? When you going to be live? When we going to have a concert? Girl, I don't know. So, in order to stop the questions and stuff, I'll wait. I'm going to put it out where we can have an amazing Tay Martian concert like we always do and get our life like we always have been. Okay? And trust me, it's fine. I got it for you. But you're going to want me to shake a tail feather, honey. You're going to want to see this throat jump up and down too. Okay? <laughs> Alright, question number two. Hi Tamar. Last week's birthday episode gave me a lot to consider. And so my question is this. How did you figure out whether or not you needed a coach and what kind of coach or if you actually needed a therapist? Any suggestions are truly appreciated. Alright, so this is my answer, and I'm gonna tread lightly because it is so delicate, and I don't want to speak for anybody, but this is just what I have to say about it. If you've been diagnosed, with a mental disorder or something like that, I suggest you see a doctor. If you just want to elevate 
you know, and do some things differently. You know, you want to get an accountability coach. You want to lose some weight. You want to, you know, get your life in order. Find your man. Get you a, a coach. You know, and that's all I got to say about that. But if you feel like you need to go talk to somebody, go talk to somebody who's responsible and they'll point you in the right direction to get the help that you need. All right. Well, if this questions don't do anything else, it lets me know that y'all are really tuned in and listening to Under Construction with your girl. And let me tell y'all, that makes me feel so happy. Now, if you'd like to have your questions answered during an upcoming episode of Under Construction, shoot your girl a note to UC with Tamar at gmail.com. That's the letters UC with Tamar at gmail.com. I don't have all the answers, but you know you can count on me to keep it a foul thou. Well, up next, we're going into the blueprint. This, this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. We've all been faced with adversities. No matter who you are, no matter how important you might be, life doesn't discriminate when it comes to throwing out curveballs. Now, the thing that separates us is how we deal with and overcome these obstacles. Pastor, author, and renowned speaker Sarah Jakes Roberts is no different. In her early 20s, she battled depression, insecurities, low self-esteem, and everything under the sun. And as the daughter of my bishop, T.D. Jakes, she faced a number of challenges when she became a teen mom. However, it was when she was in her darkest moment that she had to decide if she was going to settle or evolve. Her new book, Woman Evolve, is dedicated to every woman determined to abandon what was and bold enough to discover what could still become. I am so honored and excited to have Sarah with me today on Under Construction. Now, before I dive in, because I know y'all be talking about me, I just want y'all to know that this has been recorded while I'm out here on vacation. So if the audio sounds a little bit different than usual, that's why. All right. Don't judge me. (laughs) I asked your dad one time at lunch. Is all of this a surprise to him? Like his children, given the words that you guys give and the the preaching and like, did he expect you guys to be pastors? Yeah, he said that he always saw it in Cora, but he was surprised by you. Did he ever tell you that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think that I don't think anyone's shocked by that news because Cora, I mean, when we graduated kindergarten and they asked what you wanted to be when you grew up, I don't even remember what I said. But Cora says, I want to grow up and be a preacher like my daddy. Like that was very clear from an early age for her. But I think because obviously I'm very shy, I'm not necessarily like the person who comes in and like takes over the room or, you know, says a lot. So I always felt like I would kind of be behind the scenes. And then when I got pregnant at 13, I definitely was like, you know, and then from there, the divorce and waitressing at the strip club. And I was like, there's nothing about my life that would ever call me to a place in ministry. But I think it was actually those detours that gave me a passion to find other women who've been through things. Oh my gosh. I, I so agree. Like you never know, like where the path that you think is destruction is going to lead yeah. you to such a righteous, amazing place. I have so much I want to ask. I don't even know where, where to begin. You know, it's so much. Like, I want to talk about the book, but I also want to talk about, you know, something that me and yes, first of all, everybody knows that me and Cora are best friends, sister cousins. Okay. Everybody knows that. And everybody knows I love this family. This is like my spiritual yes, family, yes. the whole entire family. So can we talk about that just a little bit? Yes. Okay. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay. So 
I remember having specific sister conversations with Cora, and I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this, but she always speaks highly of you. You know what I'm saying? Like highly. Like I've never heard her say anything unsister-like about you. And, you know, I just, I remember telling her, oh my God, Cora, I can't wait to get to that place Mm. because I felt like me and my sister's relationship has been so broken and so tried. How do you feel that you and your sister are able to really be sisters, sisters, ride or dies, <laughs> broke, broke back, I get your back. You know what I'm saying? That, how, how, how do y'all end up, well, not end up, how do you guys stay in that yeah. place? I think that we have both come to a place where we have a mutual respect for one another's authenticity. And mm-hmm. that respect is so important because you have these phases when you're growing up where you feel like the sister should be doing this and the sister shouldn't be doing that. And if you can come to a place where you give someone enough room to be who they are and where they are, no matter how much you agree with them and you challenge yourself to find a way to love that version of them, then you're able to go through the different seasons of life. And now we're a lot more stable than we were in our 20s. And and so we've come to a place where not only do I have mutual respect for you as my sister, but I admire who you are as a woman. Woman. And to survive womanhood is a feat, okay? There's so many trials connected to that. And I've seen her stand up to life and womanhood in a way that inspires me as a woman. But that respect yeah. aspect is so important. It, sh- it show is. <laughs> <laughs> it show is because at the end of the day, when you respect somebody, yeah. I just feel like it's 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 the common ground. It's like the common decency. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna say this because I respect you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna do this because I respect you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. I mean, that's just such an amazing, simple reminder. People say that, you know, like communication is the most important thing in a relationship. And while I agree with that, I really think respect is the most important thing because whether it's a parental relationship, siblings or romantic relationship, respect determines how I communicate. Because if I don't have respect for you, then I could say whatever I want to to you. But respect says there are boundaries and barriers to what I will say. It doesn't mean I won't say it, it just means the way that I deliver it will always reflect the respect that I have for you. And to keep that at the forefront of your mind while also seeing someone go through different struggles and disappointments and setbacks is challenging, but it's necessary if you're going to go the distance with them. Y'all always drop a word without knowing y'all dropping a whole sermon. <laughs> that is a word. Oh my God. It took me forever to figure that out. I remember I was in a relationship and this was a relationship that I really loved, right? And I remember him continuously telling me that you don't have respect for me. You don't have respect for me because of the way I used to go at him. Like, listen, I used, you think I'm rah, rah, rah? I used to be rah, 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 <laughs> like a dungeon dragon, like for real. And it took me coming out of that situation to really, truly understand that respect is due to a dog, period. Mm. And not only do I respect you, I respect myself not to act. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to put myself, I'm not going to continuously put myself on front street and give somebody an opportunity to mistreat me because I don't respect myself. Yeah, yeah, that's major. That's a hard lesson I had to learn too. So listen, you guys are authors. All of you guys are authors and I love that about you um, because I love the fact that y'all put it on paper and it, 
it's such a self-reflective time that you have between the messenger, the God, and yourself, right? So what what was behind the evolution of this book? Woman Evolve kind of was birthed. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but I'm going to bring it full circle. It's going to be fine. Okay. But okay. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be fine. Stick with me. I'm going to bless you, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> when I first started writing, I was telling my story. It was a memoir. And that book opened up a lot of doors for me. And a lot of people invited me to speak places. But I didn't really know who I was in that mm-hmm. realm. You know, you, you figure out who you are in one stage of your life. And then life introduces this new level. And you have to figure out who you are as a wife as a mother, as a business owner. And so who am I as a speaker? And I knew that I didn't want to just keep telling my story over and over again, but I didn't have anything that I felt like was worth sharing. And so that stage of my life, I wrote a book. It was called Don't Settle for Safe, Embracing the Uncomfortable. And that's exactly where I was because I was embracing the uncomfortable with the belief that I would become unstoppable. Woman Evolve is what happens in between you realizing that you have a gift Versus taking ownership of the presentation of that gift. And what happened in between Don't Settle for Safe and Woman Evolve is I became very clear on when I spoke who was listening. And I understood what they were going through. And I understood the challenges they were up against. And um, so Woman Evolve for me really began with a revelation I had about Eve, because I used to say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to drag Eve. Like, while everyone else is at <laughs> praise and worship, I'm going to be like, sis, you have one job. Like, we gave you <laughs> one thing to do, and you messed it up for all of us. And God yeah. told me, like, you can't be petty in heaven, which, like, okay, so now I got to get my life okay. together. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then I was like, you should relate with Eve more than you relate with any other woman in the Bible. And I was like, say more, not following you. And God was like, well, she knew better, but didn't do better. And surely you understand what it's like to know better, but not do better. And Mm -hmm. so I started digging into her life and woman evolved. The whole movement is really this ode to Eve who knew better, but didn't do better suffered the consequences of that moment, but then got back in the game. All we talk about is her eating from the fruit, but Eve got back in the game and she got back into alignment, even though her world, her world had shifted and changed. She decided to still revolutionize her life from there. And so I figured if I could rescue Eve, I could rescue any woman. And so woman evolve is me rescuing the women who have to break up with their fears, have to Mm -hmm. overcome self doubt and anxiety so that they can ultimately revolutionize their life. Okay, interview over. I mean, what is that? <laughs> Stay with me. Stay what with else me. is there to say? <laughs> okay, so that, there is, there is, because you know what? Oftentimes, I feel like we all feel like Eve, right? Like yeah. you said, I know that Eve is my constant go-to. I'm comfortable with yeah. Eve because yeah. that means that. I, I don't have the responsibility to do better, although I do know better. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. I'm still in ease, so therefore I'm in that, you know, that mindset. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What kind of advice would you give somebody who is comfortable being <laughs> in the ease? <laughs> somebody, a friend. <laughs> yes, a friend would like to know <laughs> under construction. <laughs> you know, um, I think that there's a deeper level of vulnerability available to us all. Mm-hmm. When we become comfortable in a lesser version of who we are, it's because we're afraid that we can't meet the expectation of who we think we could become. Period. And I think to be vulnerable enough with yourself to say, 
I don't know that I believe I can do it. That's the truth of where we have to live. Sometimes we live in this space of who we think we should be, you know, but the truth of where we have to live is I don't know. And I'm afraid. And then we get to do the beautiful work of like, well, what are we afraid of? That's what in this book, I kind of go through those steps because I'm not going to make it seem easy that, you know, you just revolutionize your life overnight. It, It really is a deep work. But I think when you want to grow more than you want to be comfortable that um, it changes things. I will tell you, one of the things I talk about in the book is the difference between thinking and knowing. And it's like, when I think I need to lose weight, I eat French fries and eat salad. But when I know I need to lose weight, (laughs) I have a protein shake in the morning. I have my little small meals throughout the day. And I think what happens is we think we want to do better, but God wants to give us a knowing. And that knowing is in that secret, still place that only comes with vulnerability. And our goal is to live from that place and not just visit it when we have to. You're tuned in to Under Construction with Tamar Braxton. She's speaking with her Blueprint guest, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Stay with us. Welcome back into The Blueprint, where Tamar is speaking with renowned speaker, author, and pastor, Sarah Jakes Roberts. But what about the flip-floppers? Because when I said that Eve is a comfortable place, and I often revert back to her, even when I don't yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, how, how do we stop the flip-flop? How do we finally get it? Okay, so here's the truth, is that, like, okay. even according to scripture, we never fully master anything. But we decide that I take up the the place that I live. It's like you live at wherever you live. That is your home. Now, you still have to go to the store. You still have to go to your work. You still have to go to all of these different places. But where I live is this place. And I think to allow conviction to always bring you back to that home place of I'm not Eve anymore. It's a renewing of the mind. It's practice. You don't just make the decision and you become it overnight. I like to tell people to break this thing down. Okay, let's focus on one area at a time where this Eve behavior has to stop because Eve be taking over our whole life. Okay, she in our bedroom, she in our diet, she in our parenting, (laughs) you know, so don't overwhelm yourself with trying to do everything at one time. Let's focus on one thing at a time and to correct the thoughts and correct the actions and correct the emotions connected to that Eve behavior until that be becomes our norm. And then let's shift to the next area of our life and allow it to take time and be patient with yourself. You're human. It is a journey and it is going to take time. But I do believe that those setbacks have the opportunity to accelerate us, not back to where we were, but beyond where we were when we begin with. And so we find comfort in the ebbs and flows of growth. Absolutely. I can't stay. She works on my nerves. Oh, no, she's busy. (laughs) talking about the devil busy baby the spirit of (laughs) Eve is showing up (laughs) oh my goodness listen I like I could keep you all day because I I could talk to you all day but I can't do that you know I mean you're busy I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to release this information, but you deserve to rest. Um, I, I feel like I do, but I'm so hard on myself. You know, like, I don't know how it was for you being a single mother, but I find yeah. it being the hardest job I have ever had because I feel like I'm in like a different relationship. Like I'm in a relationship, but it's yeah. a different kind of relationship because it's my son. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm always like hard on myself to make sure I am doing the job that, you know, I was ordained to have, 
You know what I mean? Because I feel like in my immediate family was so many mistakes and I'm not holding anybody hostage to them. I'm just saying that I don't want to have those same issues for my son. I always make sure he's in a place where he can communicate with me and I can receive what he communicates, even at seven seven years old, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's gotta start early. Yeah, Yeah, it gotta start early. Like, so what kind of advice would you give a single mother like me who hates to date? Yeah. It's really trying to figure it out. And that Eve spirit is all over my back. No, for real. She really is. And, you know, I feel like as much as I'm trying to fight her off, I'm also fighting with being so hard on myself and overcritical of myself and still wanting to be happy and fill the void of, you know, having a spouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how did you funnel that or figure that part out? Did you have to figure that out? Tamar, let me tell you, raising my two kids in the relationship that I was in was one of yeah. the most challenging things that I did. And when I came out of that relationship, I wanted the best version of myself, but I hadn't fully come to a place where I could receive myself or believe that best existed inside of me. So my, uh, yeah, (laughs) my advice would be to receive yourself in love. The greatest gift that you can give him, though communication is important, but is to shore himself up and you can't give him what you don't have. You can give him what you want him to have, but what's going to stick is who you are. And he, you may not be hard on him the way your family was hard on you, but you being hard on yourself is teaching him a paradigm on how to show up in the world. And so Tamar, my greatest prayer for you is that you would really come to a place where you are able to love and embrace your own soul, flaws and all, wherever you are on your journey, they would come to a place where you fully, fully, not just like, but love. And in stillness, receive your brokenness as an opportunity to grow, your brokenness as an opportunity for glory to show up, because that is at the end of the day, how we're going to teach your baby how to show up as a man in this world that is going to be challenging and intent on breaking, you know, our our black men, especially. But I think that there is a peace that God wants to give you. There is a power that God wants to reveal to you, not because of what you do, but because of who you are. And you're going to have to be still enough and silent enough to say, I can receive that as truth because words have been spoken over you. Words have been spoken to you. But until you come to a place where you can quiet the other voices long enough to say, I receive this as my identity and not just something that they've been saying in church for years. I think that that's when the peace and the presence is going to steer you to love and wholeness and the ability to rest. I just don't want you to miss the life that you've worked so hard to build because you think it's not enough. It's the gather for me. (laughs) It's like you in the pulpit preaching like your daddy, but you Mm. will knock somebody out with your words like your mama. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Ooh, that almost knocked me on the floor. Yeah, you're worthy. Oh my God. Um, I'm just saying. Oh, I needed that. I appreciate oh, I appreciate that. I really, really needed that. So right now at the show, we're gonna close out, but before we go, <laughs> y'all, I got to because I can't I can't hold it. <laughs> I can't hold the ghost. <laughs> um, we like to um, talk about what we've gotten from this conversation. And I wanted to know, what Mm -hmm. is your takeaway? Yeah. 
I think that the greatest gift that I've had in this conversation is that when we allow ourselves permission to be seen, that it touches the deepest part of our soul and allows us to connect on a real deep level. I think sisterhood is so important. And I just felt like as I was talking to you, that I was really talking to you, you know, and in that connection, in that sacred moment, I feel edified because I've honored another woman and I've been honored by you. And it just feels like sisterhood and the power of it to change our lives, whether it's biological or not is um, so important to our journey. Okay. And listen, my producer is killing me. She's standing next to me. She's killing me. She's like, it's too short. It's too short. But this is, sometimes it's like, I I can't even like speak really. (laughs) And I am just so full once again, just by your um, amazing words and, you know, the gift that you have that you give to so not just me as a woman, but all women and all people that you stand up and give a word from, you know, I mean, it has affected me today in this interview as it would if you were in the pulpit on Sunday morning. (laughs) And the comfort that I get from that is that if I feel this too, then the listeners of Under Construction can not feel ashamed, not feel unworthy, not feel like no one understands the position that they're in and hear this and really be blessed by it. And that's why I do this podcast. Yeah. And I know it's short angel, but I can't like I'm spiritual. I can't give no more because this is just where he stops it. That's it. And I just appreciate you. And I thank you so much for sharing your gift. I, I just really do. And I just hope that everyone who is listening and I to myself allow myself to let me be filled enough and comfortable enough to walk in my gift. Yeah. Because that's such an amazing place to be. And thank you, sis. I love you. You know, I know how I feel about you guys. I love you so much. I love you too. I love you too. Take good care of your heart. It's a beautiful one. Yeah. I love you. Everybody, tell everybody where to find you, your book and everything. Sarah Jakes Roberts. Find me, Sarah Jakes Roberts. Yes, Ooh. on Instagram, on Facebook, on all the socials. And of course, you know, woman evolve. We're going to do this work and partner together to to revolutionize our lives through this book. So you can find it anywhere books are sold. Y'all go get her books. Y'all go follow her and be blessed. Now, if y'all can't tell that conversation, bless my entire existence. Okay, I mean the entire Jake's family is just so anointed that I don't even think they realize that they're dropping a whole entire word, right? Even with a simple response. So I'm so sorry, y'all, that this couldn't be a longer interview, but my spirit was just so full that I was about to catch the Holy Ghost and don't nobody need to know about all that. (laughs) All right. Now, listen, like I said, I pray this episode has blessed your life and because, honey, it has blessed me still. All right. (laughs) But guess what, y'all? That's it. That's our show for the day. And if you want to hit me with a question or comment about the show, you can email me at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com. And don't forget, everybody, to register for Lucky 21, the two-day retreat that I'm hosting to help you manifest all of your blessings that are due to you in 2021. You can learn more about it if you register online and go to wbbtalk.com. All right, everybody, if no one else tells you, remember, I'm telling you that I love you. And I mean it because we're all under construction together. Bye.
Under Construction is a production of Mosauce, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Our executive producer is T-Square. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company. More sauce.